upsets, surprises, breakthroughs, nail biting, absolutely hair pulling moments, laughter, tears, and so much more. The 2022 French Open had it all, and it has been wrapped up now. And we're here on your Sports Rebel podcast to review everything that went down during the tournament. It was an exciting, very eventful two weeks of tennis right there at Roland Garros. And of course, I'm always here, your tennis crazy lady, your tennis club, to talk about all things tennis. Yeah, I love talk tennis that much. But of course, people who love to talk tennis. As much as I do, are uh, going to be joining me on this podcast as well because I'm sure they enjoyed Roland Garros like I did. I have Femi with me tonight. Hi, Femi. Hi, Femi. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, hi, thanks for having me. How was Roland Garros for you? Um, it was quite thrilling. Um, great. Um, I think we had the typical finish that you know mm. that winning Roland Garros is like you yeah. know <laughs> we'll come like to that long. typical finish yeah we'll, so yeah we'll it, 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 was, it was a very good tournament I think um, it, it lived up to expectation especially mm. in the in the men's side yeah yeah okay Uzo hi Uzo hi Viola hi hi how was Roland Garros for you well it was everything we predicted and so much more. Both <laughs> on the men's and the women's draw. We all hmm. predicted Natal was going to win. Not all of us did. Even Djokovic was a strong contender and we're like, if Nadal brings his A game, he's going to take it. But I mean, you can never rely Djokovic in any competition. Then yeah. for the females, Tritech, we knew she was going to win, but <laughs> we, we didn't expect Coco Golf. To be in the finals, so that was I mean, that was that was a huge shock and um, a lovely surprise for all of us. So mm-hmm. it was it okay. had it all, ups and downs and everything. True. Yeah, Atinuke, Rolandaro stressed you out. Didn't Hello, you? good evening. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, it was fun for me. It was fun. Um, I, I love Wonderdog, so I think I, I'm more happy to see a lot of, especially on the female side. I think I was happy to see the likes of Martina Trevis and get into the semi-finals mm. of a grand slam, which is very, very good. Now that winning, I don't think anybody is surprised at that. We're just, we're just skeptical about CB's feet, but we need a fit in another to be the favorite for the Roland Garros and that was what he did. I, I'm just disappointed that in both the female and male final we didn't really get a contest. I think this yeah. was just one way. I think that was Thank the you. only disappointment. Thank you for mentioning that over, because we definitely touched Yeah, but overall I think it was a very good tournament. Yeah, it, it was a very good tournament and I, I think um, the winners are very worthy winners. We've all talked about um, how we expected Gationtech to win. She was on a blazing winning streak going into the tournament. Continued the winning streak into the tournament. Is still on a winning streak at the moment. Yeah, like Asinuka said, we're all really skeptical about um, if uh, Rafael Nadal's knee, did I say knee? Ankle, foot, whatever it is he has, would hold up. And it eventually sort of kind of did. And here we are with Rafael Nadal and Igor Piontek being the men's and singles 
um, champions at Roland Garros. But then I, I have been thinking about something. Not many have asked this. Rafael Nadal literally had to numb his foot to win Roland Garros. Uh, after his first round match, he was in some pain. And thankfully, he had his doctor with him. So they had to give him injections to completely put that left foot to sleep. And I remember tweeting just after the final that Rafael Nadal really won Roland Garros with one foot. Because that was what he did. He won Roland Garros with one foot. Because his left foot that had been bothering him for some time now was completely asleep. So, what does this really say about the rest of the ATP, really? I mean, Nadal is reaching you guys with one foot. Femi? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think... I think the WTA think, now, we won't hear what, though. <laughs> I, think, I think you just need to turn up for, for a tournament to, to, to win it at this stage. You just need to be present. Um... I think the, the 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 pain the pain he went through. I didn't I didn't expect him to win this tournament because I thought I he didn't wasn't either. right. Yeah, I thought he wasn't in the right um, physical condition, like like we've mentioned, and I thought Djokovic would give him a run for his money, and the draws wasn't favorable as well. But mm. um, Nadal has always been upsetting the odd books throughout his career. He he's gone through this. He's won the tournament. You said with with. with with one foot basically and hmm. remember Serena winning winning Australia Open while pregnant of while she was pregnant child. so I think I think Nada is replicating that kind of um, effort <laughs> in, in, in the ATP draw I think it's quite a strong draw but these guys they're just not going to let go when there's a very little hope if there's any little thing to hold on to that brings you know, any outcome that he expects, he's going to exploit it. And I think that's what it is. He saw the opening in terms of injections or whatever that will make him be in that physical condition, uh, the right physical condition to, to compete. And, 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 and he made the most of it. And his tenacity yeah. and endurance has paid off greatly with, with his 14th Roland Garros title. Yeah, but uh, I, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I, I don't think, well, Rafael Nadal has a lot of tenacity. He never gives up. I was a little disappointed in almost everybody else because he's someone who is this injured, is still beating everyone, including Novak Djokovic. Then why, why, why uh, do we, why, why, why do we somehow, you know, insult? I, I'll use that word, the WTA, when someone is dominating and beating everyone this way. Who's all? <laughs> Like I asked, what does that really say of the ATP? It's Even very, it's very Novak Djokovic couldn't pull it off. Or is Nadal just superhuman? He's not. I mean, we're all in doubt. We all mention the fact that he's injured, he's living and playing in pain. I'm so disappointed in the ATP for real. Because, I mean, like you said, if this happened in the WTA, we wouldn't hear the last of it. But I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think um, Rafa would win this. I didn't. I didn't see it happening. Like I did not see it happening. And then for Ruth to come up in the finals and be so flat-footed, and I mean, well, yeah, he played well. But come on, like it's really disappointing anyway. And I well, mean, he was clear after all of that. 
it brings to question the future of the ACP. I mean, we always we were, we've always been in doubt of the WTA that what will happen to them, this and that, and all of that. But we're always so sure that I mean, the ACP had strong contenders. So does it mean that if these guys are not available for any reason, that's the only time when the other players will win it? Mm. That that I mean that that means we're not going to get um good quality tennis when they are gone. If that is what um has been happening and what is is currently happening. And, all of that. Um, is, um, pretty disappointing. Uh, can I yeah. dive in here? Sorry. Yes, uh, jump in. Uh, when, when, um, I remember when Stanislav Varinka played Nadal in the final of Roland Garros. I think it was 2016 or 2017. Recently, Varinka was in a very good form. He was winning Grand Slams. He was competing with these guys. Now that just made him useless in the final. This is Vavrinka. He's quite good on clay. He has his own Roland Garros title as well in, yeah. in his resume. Federer, when Federer and Nadal were competing back and forth, world number one and two, Nadal always made Federer very, very useless. <laughs> as Roland, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't know what people wanted from Kasparov. What do you want these guys no, to do? No, right? no, no, no. But that, but, but I'm they not were playing... you. No, okay, Femi, Femi, they are playing a fit Nadal. That is what we are talking about here. They are playing a very fit Nadal, not a well-footed Nadal. But when, um, when Nadal beat Vavrinka, he had just come back from, I think, he competed in 2014 and lost in the quarterfinals. I think 15. Vavrinka Nadal is always Jokovic. coming back from something. Exactly, he, he had uh, a lengthy uh, level uh, before uh, that, no, that tournament. I, I think Femi is not getting the point. I think she's trying to talk about this one we are saying is coming back. But this particular one, he was injured during the tournament. He's not coming he back. Won. But, but he won the Australian Open, Nadal. He was not injured, he was not injured, Femi. He was injured, he was injured. He was injured. What Nadal did at Australia Open, they started Federal did that in 2017. He just came back from a six month long playoff. And he won the Australia Open with the likes of Thomas Berry, Sawarinka, even Rafael Nadal in the final. So there's a difference, yeah. but you are coming back from a long injury layoff and you are injured during the tournament. I, w- I was very, very disappointed. I think we all knew the winner was going to come from that half of the draw. But I still Nadal was going to win Nadal. You know what? At the end of the day, I, I, we didn't think it would be Nadal, but at the end of the day, it just shows how incredible Nadal is in clay and especially on Roland Garros. Roland Garros yep. just does something to him. It, it's like the clay there is drugs to him, and he becomes <laughs> even I, I a different But at the same time, you know, you just begin to question a lot of things. So if Nadal with one foot can keep winning Grand Slams, then he'll keep winning Grand Slams over these younger ones, especially till he retires or till whenever this injury says it's time to let go. But yeah, mm. he absolutely deserves this. I do not think this time last season we expected that Rafael Nadal would have won even 21 Grand Slam titles. And here he is now with 22. 
So it's just mm. an incredible feat. I mean, I haven't gotten over it since Sunday and it's been two days. It's just absolutely incredible. And it, it was an incredible tournament. Speaking of incredible, let's leave Barcelona down now because we can go on and on with him. We'll come back to him, but that's that that's going to be in a bit. He got still take versus um Coco Golf. When that final was set, it was really eagerly anticipated. And me for one, I, I expected a really keenly contested final. I couldn't quite get that. Should we be disappointed too getting two somewhat underwhelming finals? I think okay. Well, I, uh, like I said, when, when I was disappointed, but um, I will look at it about Iga's virtually route. Uh, she's been able to ride over all of her opponents. You look at mm-hmm. even in finals, I think she has just been so dominant in final. For someone that has not lost in the final, she has never played three sets in the final. The most games she has lost in the final is three in a set. Yeah, that shows the mentality and focus when she gets to the final with tournament. But um, looking at Kogo Golf and how she got to the final, like you said, I remember we were speaking about this and I said maybe the defense of Coco Golf and the mentality could make us get a very good match, a very competitive match. And I also thought we'd get that when she even broke in the first game of the second set. Yep, but but then she, yes, she was not able to hold on to that and the guy just came back and just did what we expected in just to do. I think it's, it's um for me it started to get boring. I have to just say yes. I it got to a point I'm just this girl, can you just so that we're gonna start this winning streak or whatever it started to get boring. But but, but at the same time I okay I I know it might get tiring, you know, seeing one player win over and over again. I mean this was a six consecutive title. But at the same time, I know almost everyone has been clamoring for a dominant player in the WCA. Everyone wants to compare every player to Serena Williams and how dominant she has been. I don't think Iga has won too many matches or she can ever win too many matches. If she's dominant, then she's dominant. If the rest cannot rise up to the occasion and give her competition, then it's completely up to them. Uzo, what do you think? Yeah. Sorry, we'll get back to you. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, okay, okay. I agree with you. Yes, we've been looking for a dominant player on the WTA, and it's nice to finally get one. It's it's nice to finally get one, and it's so and and the beauty about it is that she has been consistent because we've seen good players in the WTA. They come and then they go, but she has been consistent, and I mean, in this she has a thirty-five winning streak, right? And doesn't look like anything is stopping her unless she doesn't show up for any tournament. So, yes, it's quite impressive. But for Coco Girl, Coco, I think she gave it her all, but she was just overwhelmed mm. by the situation, by the atmosphere, by everything. Because, like, as Nika already mentioned, I studied her defensive skills and mentality because she has, she has done well so far in the tournament, also the tournament. I feel like to come out, come up in the forefront, but. I think she was just, she was too scared and she was too, she gave her opponent too much respect. Mm. And she couldn't just do anything because, I mean, breaking in the second set, going to love up, I mean, I was so happy for her thinking, okay, we're going to go, go to a decider set. And the next thing, she just seemed to, to just um, lose it all. But in all, 
we're happy for Iga, and I'm so proud of Coco that, I mean, she came that far and then she did so well. Yes, I think for her first Grand Slam final, she didn't do badly. She was just simply playing Iga's fiance, who is on a different level now. And Iga was giving her absolutely no answers. Nothing was really working right for Coco Golf. And she was in tears. She was left in tears after the final. And that's completely understandable. I think she knew somehow that she could have played better. I think that was really why she was crying and not really because she lost. I think she knew she could have done better. But knowing Coco, there will be many more Grand Slam finals. I think even during our preview, we talked about her briefly and she has gotten here at a really young age and kudos to her really. I'm incredibly proud of how far she has come at this age and then reaching the doubles final as well. It must still hurt that she lost on both sides, but it's still really an incredible feat. And I remember Kisina um, Mladenovic who won um, the doubles final with um, Caroline Garcia saying both um, Coco Goff and Jessica Pegula lost to Iga Swiatek in singles. So that makes them winners. So if you lost to Iga, you are still a winner, right? Tell me, if you lost to Iga, at least you got to the point to play Iga. You are still a winner somehow. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I agree with you. If, if she looks back at this tournament, she reached the quarterfinals last year, which was our best run at a Grand Slam before mm. this year. She's she's in the final. She's she took her chances when they came. She you know, she, she saw she saw out matches with so much, you know, um strong very strong mentality. I remember when she was serving out the match against Stevens, she got broken and she break she broke back again to, to, mm. to win the match. You know, she's shown some level of consistency and character. So I think she shouldn't really put her head down. She should just build up on this momentum and say maybe one day she'll be competing and bringing you know much more closer matches with uh, against them, Shantek. But at this moment in time, I think that level is too much for her because mm-hmm. I didn't expect anything short than a straight set victory for for Shantek. I was saying this with one of my um, friends before the match that I don't expect anything short of a straight set victory and. It was just um, right, I see, uh, right, 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 right on the money. So, yeah. um, golf, golf has a lot to be proud about, and she, she, she's done incredibly well. I think yeah. the the amount of expectation that she's carried ever since she broke through at Wimbledon, beating Venus, and those sort of uh, oh, this is the next Ingies or the next um, whoever. There's always <laughs> the next something. Exactly. So the next she, someone. She, I think she struggled a bit to carry that weight of expectation. But now I think there's something of her. She plays freely. And I hope she can build on this. Yeah, I hope so. So while it was not a surprise that Rafael Nadal and Iga Tech won the title, there were many other surprises. So many, um, really, during the tournament. Right from the very first match of the day, right from the very first round, there were surprises upon surprises upon surprises. Asnuke, what was your biggest surprise of this year's Villangara? Um, On the downside or the house eye side, you know, we have to... Yeah, on, on any side. <laughs> on any side. Um, I, don't, I think for the downside, I think it has to be on the ball losing in the first mm. I don't think any... That was... 
a rude surprise. I mean, my dad was out. We had a lot of top ten players out. Potamit was out. Zabalenka was out. Badoza was out. We had a lot of top ten players for that. So early, I think that was the one for the Then on the good side, like I said earlier, since I was happy to see um, Travis Fan in the semi-finals. Yeah. I was happy to see him also. He had a good tournament too. I think he had a good tournament. I think um, Kazafina for me also did very well. Didn't he? And on the male side, I think my disappointed was Stefano Sissipas. Um, when the draw came out and it was the only one on that side. Yeah. Apart from Ben Fede, who we know is not going to play. Final even at least the semi-final, but lost to Ongarun in the fourth round. And um, on the men's side, I think the best for me was Kasparov in the final. I think yes, Marin Silic. Nobody saw Marin Silic getting to the semi-final. Defeating Medvedev in the fourth round, he was able to defeat. Defeating two top ten players, Medvedev and Andrew Rublev, before losing to Kasparov in the semi-final. So yeah, I was also impressed with um, Ongarun. I think he also had a very very good. I'm sorry, you are disappointed with Djokovic. I expected more. Even though you're going to lose to Nadal, I feel I feel even for the fight. There was no close set except the one he won. He had this mm-hmm. so good tournament, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uzo, your biggest surprise of Landaros twenty twenty. Twenty twenty two. God, why am I dragging us two years back? <laughs> Uzo, are you there? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm here. Your biggest surprise. surprise. Like you said, Atimike has covered everything. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to <laughs> what to say right now because she said it all. But truthfully, Coco Golf getting to the finals, I didn't yeah. see that coming. I didn't mm. see that coming at all. And then, I know Femi will not agree with me, and I'm still going to fight Femi over this. Now, we are Saka. Hey, God. No, 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 that one. I mean, I, I oh, God. I knew, oh, no, 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 that was, that, no, that one pain me. That was such me, really. But I mean. No, no, I kind of feel like you were the only one that didn't expect it. <laughs> I didn't expect it. It's just that. You were the only one. Even if she said, you guys are not nice. This is number one we are talking about here. Yeah, but, but, but we know the circumstances, so you are the only one surprised. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, anyway, um, for me, for me, it's just Coco getting there, getting to the final. Yeah. I didn't see that happening, and I'm so proud of her, and I hope her team will be able to boost her up because for at her age and living back to back like that, it will take a lot. To get her back, you understand? It will take a lot. So, but I, I know that question is the team and all of that. So, help her pull through effortlessly because yeah. she doesn't look at it like as a disappointment. She looks at it like I've done very well. Very, very well. I mean, she's a career high on number 13 right now. Who, whoever, who would have, who would have seen that happening? So, for me, I think I'm really very proud of her and all of that. But, I mean, <laughs> for the rest of the drugs, ACP, I'm disappointed in all of them. Every single one of them. All I'll of let them know. Please, please let them know. So I'll let them know. Starting out in WTA. All right. Femi, <laughs> your biggest surprise of the tournament. Um, I think my, my, my biggest surprise 
didn't materialize. And I say this because um, Alexander Zverev, if he had completed that match, oh, wow. I, I think we probably will be looking at a different winner of Roland Garros this year. I Going into the tournament, I picked him as my dark horse. For once, he didn't let me down. He always let me down. I think Jared will go out in the first round to an Uber driver or, or someone <laughs> that I've never oh. heard of. So, so this this time around, he, he he played really well. It was amazing. Taking out Alcaraz, who some people tipped to win this tournament. Yeah. He dominant. Like, he played yeah, that match that's from course. the front foot. And, you know, Zverev would have been my surprise of the tournament because it was going far and it was doing his job business quietly. But unfortunately, if he had taken that first step against Nadal, maybe he wouldn't have gotten injured. <laughs> mm, we <laughs> but, never know, yeah, really. That, 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 that would have been the best match of the tournament because that second set was going to a tie break. The first set, Nadal took it on a tie break. He probably In 91 minutes. Exactly. 91. It, was a, it was a thrilling match. Uh, it, Probably was the best match of the tournament, but it, it, it wasn't a completed match, so it makes it a bit. But I, I, it would have been my biggest. Aside that, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm happy for Kasparov. He he, yeah. he he did the business. He took Chilich out. Chilich, two obviously as Uzo mentioned, and Kenuke surprise package reaching the semifinals. But yeah. Um, I think I'm uh, generally Zverev would have just been the rest. I think I just played to the to the to the script really. Nadal beating Djokovic. That's out of ten meetings at Roland Garros, Nadal has won eight of them. So I don't see any much, you know, mm-hmm. surprise in, in in the outcome of that match. Maybe the way it played out, maybe we should have should have gone the distance in the five set. Yeah. But Nadal just. You know, took 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 his chances, and Djokovic faltered a bit when 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 he probably could have taken a much more stronger hold of the game of the match. So yeah, Jenna was very that was was my surprise package. Yeah. Some of his inconsistency, he he rose above that and and gave us a brilliant brilliant version of his talent. Yeah. I'm actually very very proud of. Yes, and, and here's hoping Alexander Zverev recovers soon. Um, according to his last post on Instagram, he said he tore multiple nerves, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in in his um, ankle. And can I, can somebody, can you guys forgive me? Can I come in? You've asked them, you've asked them, um, everybody, question about their surprise and then. Um, what was the biggest surprise both up or down about the tournament i i have got to ask you tennis buffs this thing whenever it comes to may june of every year and there's roland garros sincerely speaking what nadal wins nadal shows up and nadal wins so where is what 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 is it? Uh, uh, is that not? Is that who's at fault here? Why does it have to happen? Why does it happen like that? Yeah, that's why I asked. What should we say about the ATP? Mm-mm. You know, considering this year, especially Nadal winning with one foot. Ah, speaking of which, I asked a question that nobody has answered. Is that not doping? Okay. 
So no, that is absolutely not doping. These are legal injections, treatments. I mean, yes. every player goes to one treatment or the other during tournaments. Even right on court, we see them give um, players pills. Yeah. You know, pain pills. So, no, this is not doping. Oh. Okay, if you insist. <laughs> right. Um, it's not doping. Again, I, um, Uzo and Atinuke, they've all mentioned um, how the the women's final and the way Shuratek won in straights that it was not a I, I remember I was watching it that I was watching it on the day and I was thinking really if I paid top dollar to come and watch this game and this thing just ends like that what I I, I take you mm-hmm. back I take you back to I think it was ten or twelve years ago at the time um, Eurosport used to show a lot of WTA matches, a lot and I, I remember there was a, this was all before Twitter and all all of that there was, social media was restricted to only Facebook I think uh-huh. and then the comment sections of all the newspapers online then so I, I, I remember there was a report on one match on one particular game in the WTA one match in the WTA and somebody somebody put a comment at the bottom of it and said all of these games that uh, you know you know who is going to win it there's usually it's usually not um, at the time the men's game was very was fiercely competitive while the women's game there was a lot of six there was a lot of six ones and six twos six ones six twos um, two set wins like that and I'm, I'm wondering with with the form of short tech and do we have we come back to that time again where um, everything is just completely straightforward. You don't see, as you're saying, you've inferred, yeah. you've inferred that there's there's now as possibly a dominant player. But how long do we? Uh, know? I, I really, I really wouldn't say. I really wouldn't say we are back to that point because the WTA in itself generally now is very unpredictable, very competitive. And if you want to pick Igasiontex matches just out of the WT and say it's predictable, then I really don't know. Maybe you might expect Iga to win in almost all her matches because she's the dominant force now. But in other matches, you almost cannot predict what will happen in the WTA. The WTA is that crazy at the moment. Everyone wants to win. Everybody is fighting now. So I think Igasiontex is really the only difference or the major difference now in the WTA. If we had gone back to after the Australian Open, just before uh, um, Ashbarty retired, we might still be talking about nobody being really dominant and the WTA being super competitive and we will not be able to really select one person out. But now we can say Iga is the really dominant force. I wouldn't say the WTA is predictable anymore. You can come and watch the WTA and see, you know, you never even know. Igasfiontek can lose to an unseeded player in the next tournament, even though she's dominant now. But her winning streak will definitely come to an end at some point. She cannot continue like this till the year ends. Definitely not. So I would say the WTA is very competitive at the moment. If you think it's predictable, aha, you are so wrong. Maybe Igasfiontek is predictable. But the WTA is not. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, 
We've talked about surprises. We've talked about results. The worthy winners. But it's grass season. Grass season is here, y'all. I know some people will be happy that clay season is finally over. I'm a little weary, you know, clay is my favorite But the season has to end. And now we are back to grass. But before we go on to what's happening in the grass season, let's quickly go back to Rafael Nadal, who today began a treatment, a different treatment for his foot, because he no longer wants to put the foot to sleep. He is now undergoing a certain treatment called radiofrequency ablation. And he's hoping this works so he can play Wimbledon. But if it doesn't, Looks like there is no Wimbledon. I'm just wondering now, is Nadal taking this a little too far? Did he just let it go? You know, just treat this foot so that he can live, you know, live his own life without pain. But should he just let tennis go? He seems to be doing so much right now. This treatment, they say, is advanced and all. We don't know how far it will work or if it will work at all, but is Nadal really... How long is he going to keep looking for solutions to this food that keeps bothering him and keeps reoccurring? Femi, is he going too far? <laughs> I think I think if there are medical um, solutions to, to his problem, I'm sure he would, would seek to sure. exploit those. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what he's trying to do. Um, we all know that tennis is his passion and he would he wouldn't go out without a fight. That's 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 the kind of person he is. So if there's any iota of uh, of hope to be in the fittest possible shape, he would he would take advantage of it. And I'm yeah. sure that's what he will do. That's what we try keep trying until until his body finally says, No, this is not possible again. You yeah. have to call it a day. So uh, look, at Andy Murray, I think he's got metal hips. Everybody yeah, would try anything possible. <laughs> exactly. So everybody would try anything possible because we are in, you know, there's technology, there's so much advancement yeah. in medicine. And uh, if, if, that, if that option is there, why not? We'll take it. Yeah. So I think I think that's, uh, personally, I would say Nadal, Fedra, Djokovic, guys. Pack it in. Let let the young ones take over. But who am I to tell them what to do with their lives? So as far well, as they we enjoy them. Yeah, Nadal actually said that he. It's not about how many Grand Slam titles he wins. If Novak Djokovic wins twenty three, it doesn't change how happy he is with what he's achieved. And the reason he's looking for different solutions for that sport is simply because he loves the sport and he wants to keep going for as long as he can. I think, okay, so you can keep going for as long as you can till, you know, keep finding solutions for that food and play for as long as you can, right? Yeah. I don't believe that one. So let me start from that place. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> we all love to win. Yeah. We all love to win. I need, so I, tell you, I need to tell you that I knew you would say that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, every, everybody, everybody likes to win, and everybody likes to be the person at top of the history. Okay. Hello. 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 Hello.
tournament in pains. He played that tournament in pains. He had to pull all the pains and look at this. For me, if I was him, I would say, "Oh, why can't we just sit, sit out of Wimbledon, use the two um, two months before the summer um, hard court season start to rest and everything?" But someone that is still going into one extra advanced, uh, he just wants to keep winning. And you know, when Ada is fit, he has a chance of winning every tournament. Every That's tournament true. he contests, he, 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 he wants to keep winning. Nobody wants to. You look at Federer, who is close to 40. He's still trying to make sure he wants to play the game of tennis. So everybody loves the game of tennis, but you are not just playing to lose. You want to keep winning. True. Yeah. What do you do with these guys? Both of them or one of them? <laughs> I agree with that. But really, he left to me. I, I should think to take a break, yes, and, and try and, and I mean, and get properly, properly healed and all of that. But when you're on that winning street and all of that, you don't want to break it and all of that. But my worry is, I hope what he's doing, what he's trying to do right now, is not going to be short term. Do you understand? Which will affect mm. him in the long run. So to me, if you ask me, I think you should just take time off. And he, and and just take time of rest and then feel Yes, instead of trying to you know, just like a Ponzi scheme, get rich quick kind of thing that he's trying to do right now, which I don't think yeah. should be good. But I mean, before he does anything, you would have considered his health, medical conditions, mm-hmm. facilities, everything available to him. So I mean, he's an adult and he knows what's best for him, but. I don't think you should um, you should really play the best the best season. Yeah. Anyway, that was it for Roland Garros. It was truly amazing, really. There were some really intense matches. It was fun generally and I'm glad I was able to do this with you guys. But we're looking forward to another Grand Slam soon. In three weeks, Wimbledon will be here. So yes, like I said earlier, it's draft season. There are tournaments already going on at the moment in different parts of the world on grass. And, of course, Wimbledon will definitely crown it all, being the Grand Slam, the only Grand Slam on grass. But surprise, surprise, the Wimbledon entry lists were released just, I think, on the last day of um, Roland Garros. And surprise, 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 Serena and Venus Williams are not on that list. They did not enter for this year's Wimbledon. And yeah, it's quite surprising because Serena gave some sort of hints on her Instagram um, not long ago saying she'll be making her comeback at Wimbledon. And now she is no longer on, well, she didn't enter for the tournament. And that raises so many questions. Have these ladies retired and they didn't tell us? Or... Are they going to get wild cards into the tournament? At least the wild cards haven't been announced just yet. But Serena Williams is now, yeah, wait for it. World number 1,223. Ah. That's okay. <laughs> Do you wow. think she will somehow? Yeah, 1,223. Is she going to get a wild card? Could she take that route? Um, <laughs> request for it, I think she will be given. But I don't know if she wants to. I don't know if That's she's willing to play with Because why is she playing? It's not going to improve her ranking. 
It's not going to improve our ranking. So there's that also. So I don't think um Serena and Venus will go to that because the only reason Serena and me won't play when Bleedon is maybe because to improve our ranking. Uh-huh. Well, before I be, before I continue, I have to call the congratulations to you. You will be a Wimbledon for us. So yeah, oh, yeah, I'm happy about that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy about that. So, um, she, so I don't think maybe if the ranking was there, maybe she would have applied for the wild card. But with it's not going to improve her ranking. And no offense to Wimbledon, so you know, has enough money. It's not Wimbledon money that will now wow, 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 come and play. No, no, no. You get what I'm saying. It's not if she spends enough for the money. That's what I'm just trying to say. Just for the ranking and maybe for her love for tennis, but. If I'm if I see any of them play Wimbledon, I will be so surprised. But these are two players who have made Wimbledon their home. Venus has five Wimbledon titles, so they are players that I know if they apply for the World Cup, they will always be top of the list. But I'm not expecting to see them play. Okay, tell me, do you somehow expect to see um, Serena get the World Card? Will she take it? Do you think she should take it, considering there are no points anyway? Yeah, I think um, I won't be surprised if she gets one, but I don't think she's in um, the the condition. She has she's in the right condition to to compete. So she's just going to be taking it just for the purpose of um, just participating, really, not not competing. And but obviously, if someone of Serena's status wants a wild card at every Grand Slam, at every tennis tournament. Absolutely, she should be giving it to her on the plate. But um, I, I don't expect her to be at the tournament. But who knows? The as you mentioned, the wildcard entry is not closed yet, so that could be another um, gateway for her into the tournament. But I think Serena is chasing this record, but the motivation to stay in that kind of that, that keeps her in that level is is not there yet. I think she's injured. She has fitness issues, and it's 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 a really sad thing because one of those finals, if she had won a couple of them, we probably won't be talking about as as a, as a yeah. tennis player. But mm. you know, it's what it is. Who knows? Yeah. We've seen stranger things in sports, but I wouldn't expect her to to be to be at Wimbledon this year. Yeah. So to round up, um, Uzo, if you were Serena Williams, would you take a wild card to play at Wimbledon? Put yourself in her shoes. I don't care. I don't think so, really. I don't think so because we know she hasn't been practicing. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been practicing. Do you understand? And like yeah. everybody has said, it's not going to improve her ranking. So maybe she's secretly practicing. She's not just showing on. Okay, you have a point, but I mean, I really don't think um, she will take it because uh, really, there's really no no point, no no point right now because seeing the level Iga is on right now, even she knows, do you understand? If she manages to get to that final and Iga is waiting, <laughs> and Iga is waiting, do you understand? Like she wouldn't want to put herself through that. So I really hmm. don't think there's any point. I really don't think she will, she will come. So if she comes, I'll be very shocked. Very, very shocked because, I mean, if there's nothing she's coming there to do. She's not going to win it. She can't win it the way, hmm. the way um, you guys are saying right now. She can't win it. So let's get that. Well, 
we will see about that whether um, Serena Williams and maybe Venus Williams get wild cards into Wimbledon or not. But yes, I think that's season. Yes, I was saying we will see whether um, Serena Williams and Venus Williams get wild cards into Wimbledon. But it's draft season. Draft season is in full swing at the moment and we'll be counting down to Wimbledon and of course we'll be previewing it and all much more right here on your Sports Memos podcast and of course I guess we'll still be doing this during this grass season now there are so many tournaments guys so many tournaments maybe Gaston Tech will maybe lose at some point and we'll call an emergency podcast or something happens, we'll definitely do this again. My name is Viola Sorishiku, your tennis crazy lady, tennis plug. This has been your Sports Memo Podcast, the tennis edition as always. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sammy, Uzo, Asinuke, our darling producer who likes to come in once in a while when he has something controversial to talk about. Calvin, thank you as well. It's been good. Nighty night.